0: This is Faith Revisited.
1: Welcome to the podcast.
0: On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Faith Revisited podcast with Ben and Molly. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2024, here we are. 2024, here we are. Um, And so this is our first podcast episode of season five that we are calling it in 2024. And usually at the beginning of the year, Ben and I do some reflections, some type of goal settings. You know, those are just common themes. That many people do. So, um, Ben, how are how are you feeling about this year?
0: I feel really good. Um, you know, I think, and when we can talk more about this, I think you and I um have evolved uh over the couple of years that we've been doing this and doing episodes of around New Year's and goals. Um I don't call mine goals anymore as much as I call them intentions. Ah. um now, there's some fun things in the intentions that, um, I guess, are goals, um, but the key there, and I'm reading, or reading on Audible, uh, whatever we call that, and reading, reading through my ear. It's <laughs> still yes. re- yeah. um, a wonderful book that we could link in the show notes, and I would even highly recommend this to you. It's it's a book from, like, the early 90s, and it's a short book. It's... um by the author George Leonard, okay. and it's a book called Mastery, Mastery, The Keys to Success and Long-Term Fulfillment. And okay. I mean, I'll give you the spoiler, but it's a really good book. The, the idea is it's not the destination, but the journey. Mm-hmm. And so what Leonard tells you to do is to fall in love with the process of becoming um, a master of something. You know, like, like instead of just wanting to be the master, which is a lot of ego, it's a lot of, you know, trying to prove yourself and measure up and all these other, he's like, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if you're good because he, and he tells stories about people who like, they take up a hobby like tennis, and of course you want to be a really good tennis player, and you suck, right? And, 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 and the person who sucks sees a little bit of progress, they get excited, then they kind of plateau, and... They get frustrated and they'll tell you, like, to be a master of anything, you've got to put in like a thousand plus hours. Yeah. And so most people don't master things because we don't want to put in the thousand hours to become a master. And Leonard says, it doesn't matter. We all, that's when you focus on the destination, fall in love with just doing the thing. So that's where a lot of my uh, intentions around some things are is just what can I just fall in love with? Um, Doing just for the sake of doing it. So, I mean, yeah, sure, there's probably some goals along the way, but yeah.
1: So, I just finished a book that we'll link in the show mm-hmm. notes and I would really recommend it as well. It's called um, 4,000 Weeks uh, Time Management for Mortals. And 4,000 Weeks is about the amount of time that a person lives if they live to be about 80 years old. And there were so many nuggets of information and The subline is time management for mortals. It's really an anti-time management book, um, which also follows along my in the past year to skeptic heart of goal setting and goals and the industry created around productivity is bananas. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. have a lot of feelings about that as of lately. Um, But this book really dispels all of that. It talks about how time is finite. There was a quote that stood out a uh, two I wrote down so many more I was listening to it with my ears so I'm going to buy the book because there were so many good things in it that I want to underline but one of them was it's not a matter of spending each day as if it's your last but the fact that it might actually be so mm. it's really handling that life is finite you can't control a lot of it so how can more so the journey enjoy the journey um, versus what you expect the end outcome to be, and then the other part that I think ties into this that I've been hitting hard is when will you realize it's good enough to be who you are instead of the person you think you should be?
0: Mm, that's really good. My uh my special coach has has a thing, but, and I forget the whole. I wish I this is. For those who are listening, Molly and I do very little prep for this because part of the magic, is like we just banter. Um, yeah. And if we prep too much, then it becomes this rehearsed thing, and we don't yeah. we don't like that. But if we prepped more, I would have thought about this. My coach, and I have it somewhere written down, has this thing about doing away with shoulds. Mm-hmm. Shoulds should be a word we do away with because so much of our lives are built, he says, on things we should do. Yeah. And... So there's some should I forget how it goes? It's like there's some shoulds that just go away because you don't. We're not doing them. I'm not doing it. This is a boundary. Should now becomes won't. Uh-huh. And then there's some shoulds that are beautiful and we want to cultivate them. And and rather than thinking of those shoulds as obligations, you begin to fall in love with the process, like you're saying, and the should becomes a. Get to. Okay. I get to do this. Yeah, For me, uh, one there is um, exercise. Mm-hmm. This is the time of year, there's a lot of shoulds around exercise. And, you know, I have compulsive, obsessive compulsive behavior in general. So, like, certain mm-hmm. things, if I like something a little bit, I will just get into it. Right. Yeah. But somewhere over the last couple of years, exercise went from something I should do because. It makes me healthy. It, ma- it makes me confident. It makes me to. this it's just something I get to do. Yeah. And when I'm on vacation, I'm finding a gym. When I'm at a meeting out of town, we're building time around the yeah. gym. When I you go, don't to feel family, it's get- an obligation. It's not no, an obligation. No, it's absolute joy, absolute joy. And, and my family knows it. And I wake up at god awful early hours so that I don't disturb anyone's life. Like- and I go to do it when no one in the world is awake. Which you also enjoy doing. I do. I do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So the good becomes a get. That's right. I, you know, and, and that's another good example of, of what you're saying. For years, I told myself I should get up early. I should do this. Productive people get up early. And I just did a couple of things in my life that were pretty important about you know, bedtime routines and sobriety and things like that, that for me were big blocks to getting up early and feeling, just feeling good. And what I found was, holy moly, I really like being up early. And you have a clear that, mind
1: and you're rested. And yeah. so all those things oh, yeah. fell into place, but you're not getting up at 5 a.m. because the billionaires of the world, they get everything done before yeah. 7 and I have to do this. yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. As you know you are finding joy in that and I think a lot of what you're saying with the get to versus the should that's coming from a place of gratitude that you get to get up in the morning and get to the gym and fuel your body in ways that you enjoy doing that I have realized that you know of course we all need to be healthy and you know so we can't just like slough off any activity but I'm trying to ease into that, you know, quote unquote, working out as in I've been stretching every night before bed. And I mean, I've done it for, okay, eight days now, but I have successfully, it's something that's easy to work into that I'm enjoying that time that I have. And I think that's going to lead to me enjoying doing more than stretching, whatever that may be. Um, But it's coming from a different place than this is something I have to check off my list because I should be doing it or whoever tells me I have
0: to. This is where you should interview my wife. And y'all are good friends. and It'll Mm -hmm. be a fun interview. But it's where she is as a certified personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And she has that conversation, often with women, because let's be honest, a lot of women shame themselves into thinking, I have to work out a certain yeah. way. A lot of pressure. And uh, we have a good friend who who Katie likes, I mean, she typically will work with you with weights, mm-hmm. you know, getting strong is going to be the foundation of everything you do, including aging. Yeah. But there's one client she had, she was telling me about that just tried and tried and just was like, I, I'm not having fun. I'm sore like this is just and, and and Katie's response to her was that is fine you don't need to do this just because you think you should you need to find just move your body is the name of the game and move it in a way you enjoy because you're more likely to keep coming back so it could be that you like to walk you like to do yoga you like to do rock climbing or you know whatever Pickleball, you know, some people fall in love with pickleball, like whatever it is that helps you move, doing it out of a place of this is just fun versus, oh God, you know, Instagram influencers and hacks and, you know, diet and, you know, all this stuff. Like, yeah, Yeah. it's it's garbage. Not to mention, like, we could do a whole episode on just the fitness industry alone and how much lies are on social media yeah uh, transformation all oh. uh, this other stuff you you. yeah yeah um but yeah no that's great good for you
1: yeah so i mean all that to say i think that was a really interesting read and i think it, this whole anti-time management as enjoying the journey like you said as well i think that's really the foundation for where life is headed um i think a lot of people are seeing through all these Instagram influencers and the social media. And, you know, I really hope that we're all just kind of getting sick and tired of it. So we start doing our own thing and making connections outside of the internet and, you know, focusing back on our lives. Um, Cause there's not as much pressure when you don't, when you're not concerned about what's happening around you. I had this conversation last night with my husband that, the I feel like the world used to be, your circle used to be so small. And I think we were talking about comparison games. Our circle used to be so small. So there weren't all these things that you were comparing yourself to. Um, because with social media and technology nowadays, your circle is opened up so much. And you see what everyone else is doing, whether that's curated or not. That's a whole nother discussion. But um, our lives are not meant to be this massive thing for show for hundreds or thousands of people like our circles are much smaller than that
0: yeah yeah and um that's an excellent point and i think i think there's a weird i think there's a weird disconnect that happens with people our age um that transition out of your sort of more carefree 20s. I mean, it's not carefree because you're trying to establish yourself and finish school. There's a lot of pressures, but...
1: Hey, but it's a lot of fun. You don't have a lot of yes.
0: responsibilities then. <laughs> the collateral damage is often much smaller because it's just you or it's just you and a partner. When you start introducing, like, kids now every decision you make has an impact on, like, little lives around you that often have no say at all. Yeah. Um, it's It's a different season, right? And so... I think the pandemic, Katie and I have this conversation every now and then that the pandemic got us for about two years off kilter of what relationship building looks like because everyone hunkered down into bunkers. All you were trying to do was survive, keep your Mm -hmm. job, keep your kids alive, try to, you know, school, eat, that kind of thing. We inadvertently um, turned inward even in a world that already drives us inward, because like you said, when you're over shared and exposed to everybody, the natural reaction is, when offered, go spend actual meaningful time with people, or just turn on Netflix and open a bottle of wine or whatever. You tend to do the path of least resistance, mm-hmm. and so pandemic just made us turn even more in. And you know, I always joke with people that like making friends is hard making friends as couples is harder Uh because then like you have to get folks that both of you like and then making friends as families is even harder than that yeah because now you got multiple layers of people but but investing in a few of those versus trying to just accumulate all of them yeah it's a powerful lesson at at this season of life I guess is my point
1: yeah I and all of that I think goes back to the journey and enjoying the journey of it versus setting a stringent like, I need to make five friends this year so that we have, you know, things on our calendar, social activities to do. But um, none of this comes easy and it's not supposed to, um, but some of it's more natural than others. So I don't know. I'm leaning into this year. I'm leaning into taking the natural approach and not trying to force my hand on things.
0: So what, what I was, what came to mind, and I was going to share this with you and maybe this episode is just random musings at the new year. Maybe we do a second episode where we talk more specifically with our individual sort of approaches, but, and this didn't happen this new year back in the fall, um, had a group, pastor friends, and we were doing a retreat for other pastors, and we brought a friend of mine in, um, Reggie Joyner, who is the now newly retired CEO of Think Orange, the the whole like spawn out of North Point children's ministry curriculum, phenomenal stuff. And Reggie's a very gracious friend, and and we asked Reggie to come share with him, and so he came to Savannah, visited Trinity that Sunday, and then did the retreat with us. And in my clergy group, we're all now, we've been together almost 10 years. So we're all, we started as like 30 year old newbies in ministry. Now we're all getting into midlife together. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys in the group asked Reggie a really great question and said, Reggie, we're all around 40 years old, 10 plus years of ministry under our belt. Now, a lot of us have young kids who are now getting into like elementary and getting into these pivotal ages. You know, What is your one word of advice for us, Mm -hmm. vocation. And Reggie gave this answer that for a couple of us, just, it, it was like gold. He said something along the lines of, you are now at an age where many people around you are recognizing your talents and they will ask you to do many things. Those things will always be there. Even though you don't think they will, they will always be there. Your kids will not. Every day they will age and move forward. And so what Reggie said was if I were going to give you any bit of advice, it would be pick a few important things in your life. The the most important few, do those really well. Really well. And say no to the rest. And trust that you'll have a season of life where you can say yes to different things when you're in a different place. Season, mm-hmm. I love that. And for me, I, I mean, I've, I was already kind of feeling that, and you yeah. and I have talked about that. And yeah. you you actually have the unique experience of, um, you know, one of the fun things and vulnerable things even in this podcast is you, I'm, you know, you've seen me evolve literally in leadership, um, and so I've lived this journey, and you've like watched it, and I, it was just like, wow, what are the few things. I can do really well that are most important. And then just, I don't have to do everything.
1: Yeah. I think that is a great note that even this episode can end on because I hope that's what people take into this new year. I hope the tide is shifting from these overachieving, massive goal lists, you know, have to do this, should do this. I hope it's shifting into people prioritizing what really matters to them and kind of doing some soul searching of what those priorities are. Uh, this is something that my husband and I, we own our own business and we've been really deep in the weeds with this, trying to figure out fundamentally where our business goes. Um, and we've after a lot of soul searching, we've realized we don't want it to grow. We don't want it to expand more than it is. We want to do enough work that he and I make a good living. And we don't need to be the baddest and best. um, And everyone knows our names. That's not our goals. um, Because we want to have more time as a family and more free time. So that fits very much into our new alignment um, for our business and our lives. And I just I hope this is all coming together as a shift for everyone to realize that um, maybe it's time to figure out what those priorities are and stick to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good word. We've had some things in this episode that that I hope will get people kind of thinking um, as they begin the new year. Um, you know, a lot of quote or a lot of actual experts in in resolutions or whatever it is. I've heard more and more say, don't set them till the end of January. Take a whole month. Just reset yourself.
1: I've seen something Um, where it's like winter is such a dark time, like set your goal, you know, coming out of winter, you know, keep hybrid. That's right. Yeah.
0: That's right. So maybe a few things that we've said could help people kind of percolate on sort of where they want to head in this new year, taking in some deeper questions um, and analysis of their own souls even. Um, we don't want you to be more busy and we don't even want you to be the biggest achiever in the room. We just want you to be the best you that you can be.
1: Bingo. Bingo.
0: Well, let's leave it there for this episode. Um, Molly, what's the drill? Reviews, five stars. Thank
1: five stars. you all for listening to the Faith Revisited podcast episode. Leave a five-star review on Apple. Share with a friend if there is something in this um, episode that stood out to you or you want to have a further conversation with I love sharing ideas and talking about this kind of stuff with friends so I think that's something that you should take out of this episode
0: all right we'll see you Thanks. next time bye